What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Blowing the Doors Off, episode 10. Uh, I'm Brett Morris, your host, with uh, Andrew Sherwin. What's up, dude? Uh, holding fort down here in Fayetteville, Georgia. Hell yeah. Well, we, off topic, off racing topic, today's opening day of Major League Baseball, and your Braves play my Reds tonight. Oh, yeah. How did I... I'm surprised that was not in the forefront of my mind. So between spring break and the masters and yeah, Martin's, I mean, I, I don't even know what week it is. Easter. What is this? What is this? I next don't even know. E- next weekend's Easter. Okay. It's, so what? <laughs> it kind of surprised me with the, the way they scheduled the, the cup race next week at, uh, the for Bristol Dirt Cup races Easter evening at like seven thirty or something. I thought that was kind of non NASCAR like. Don't they usually have Easter off? Yes, because for years and years wasn't that Darlington's first date? Yeah, on the old old schedule. Yeah, I believe so. I just didn't think. What is it? What was it? Easter and then like what Mother's Day? Mother's Day. Day. Yeah. And they started racing Darlington on Mother's Day. <laughs> yep, that's awesome. Well, let's uh, let's let's dive into it. Uh, not much uh, news in the in the NASCAR world leading up to to this weekend. Um, RFK penalty stands after appeal. Uh, did you think this is what was going to happen, or did you think they might pull it off when they appealed it? No, this has all the same feels it did last week. That this is a uh, strategy play yeah i completely agree i didn't i wasn't wasn't surprised by this when it came out earlier today so uh definitely uh something that they people need to pay attention to because they they definitely uh threw the book at them for sure yeah i mean i you know somebody's got to be the sacrificial lamb right and rfk was in a perfect position not perfect but in a position that they their backs were against the wall they had to do something uh sounds like it was more out of necessity than anything else with uh needing to reuse the parts um of course uh, if you believe that i got some ocean front in arizona but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean what are we supposed to believe anymore right if you got yeah. half a brain in your head you know these guys are all monkeying with everything Oh, absolutely. You know, lug nuts and body panels and anything you can think of. Somebody's trying to gain a, an advantage somewhere in there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was just listening to um, uh, Robert Wickens on Dale Jr.'s show talk about how when he raced a, uh, a DTM car, that's the Deutsche Manufacturer's Championship. It's like a sport car kind of, but stock, with a stock body on it. But he's like, they even pulled the Mercedes emblem off and made that carbon fiber. <laughs> to save like a tenth of an ounce right well let's uh let's jump into some some richmond um ty gibbs wins the xfinity race after what was a pretty great battle there at the end between him and john hunter and they you know he kind of was riding his bumper there for a few laps after john hunter had passed him and then they he bumps him in going into one and two stays behind him and then when they went into the the three there, it looked like Gibbs was just going to take the both of them out. But John Hunter kind of washed up the track a little bit, and and, and Ty and Ty wins it. And 
third win of the year, and, and this kid is uh, wrecking everybody's grandma to get wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Tony Stewart probably likes him somewhere deep down in his soul. Um, but, uh, you know, I didn't get to watch any of this at all. I heard there was some commentary. Uh, try not to get too deep into that mess with the way drivers go to poking at each other one way or the other. But um, there's no denying what – Ty Gibbs is, and that's a damn good race car driver. Um, you know, if everybody else hadn't been saying it, we've been saying it. Um, does he ever have to own up to any of this, uh, you know, rough racing or whatever you want to call it? The new kind of racing? I don't, the new old kind of racing? What the hell ever it is, it's what we got right now. And he's taking home checkered flags and trophies and big checks. So, long as that keeps happening, I imagine everybody's going to be happy except for the people he knocks out of the way. Yeah, and I thought really John Hunter would give him more of a, a more of a battle there in that last corner. You know, if I'm in that position and somebody's obviously going to wash up the inside of me, I'm probably turning left. <laughs> I'm probably turning left instead of right in that situation. I don't know. I'm obviously not a race car driver and I'm not in a car weekly racing these you know, hundreds of thousand dollar machines, but obviously he knew it was coming. You know, his, his spotter probably told him it was coming. I don't know. Turn left, buddy. Don't turn right. You know, hook each other and put the pedal to the floor and let's we'll see where it goes from there. But uh, third one of the year, man, seems like we're talking about Ty Gibbs on this show every week, which it's cool with me because it gives us something to talk about. And it's, it's a very interesting topic, but you know, John Hunter was also his, teammate sort of speak in that situation uh and he was pretty pissed there at the the interview saying he would didn't want to comment he didn't want to get himself in trouble and blah 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 but i, I would love to have been in that uh monday morning meeting yeah i don't i i don't know what purpose that kind of comment serves him because i de- i never thought of him as a chatty kathy you know some people just talk because they like hearing themselves talk i guess that's what we're doing kind of but yeah that's what i figured they were probably teammate cars but i mean john hunter's got to be interviewing for a job he doesn't need to be worried about towing a company line the company lines to win the damn race yeah and to your point we they talked about it after austin and they've talked it talked about it last year they talked about it whenever somebody about racing that really knows racing talks about it they say there's really only one way to avoid that situation and be the guy that's leading and not not have it be a huge mess is you just go down the end of the straightaway and lock him up and try to turn down underneath the guy and pin him up against the wall. That's it. You know, John Hunter, he's no he's no angel, you know what I mean? He's he's been in that situation before. Remember at uh Canadian Tire a few years ago? Custer. Him and Custer's little scrape against the wall all the way down the front stretch you know and then they're fighting on the front stretch. the dude ain't perfect you know he's he did what he had to do in that situation to win a race and it's what ty gibbs did in my opinion uh, yeah and that that was like what three out of five years or something like that where we had that almost exact finish um at that racetrack so yeah i mean we don't like to win them this way. No, you like to win them however you win them. Because <laughs> right. winning them is pretty freaking cool. Well, yeah. Uh, Denny Hamlin uh, wins the cup race. First win of the year. Uh, you know, he gets the win for the the old guys. 
everybody's been talking about, you know, under 30 or over 30 or whatever it is they've been talking about. Age isn't really a, a thing with me when I'm watching racing, but uh, finally gets a Toyota win and pretty, pretty, uh, pretty uneventful race in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so just pull up Richmond from any time in the last 12 years, give or take. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh I mean, minus the kerfluffle of the Kyle Bush, Dale Jr. nonsense that happened a couple years in a row. But yeah. That was just two drivers that who happened to move the needle in the sport. Otherwise those races were not all that compelling either. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah so Snoof's Fest, Wobbity Zibbity Doo Da. I guess I guess there's some a little bit of trivia that still holds, right? So nobody in their thirties has won a cup race yet. Well, is that, yeah, so I think he yeah. was under 30 and now right. one, he's over, he's my age. <laughs> ah, <laughs> <Right>. Old guy. <laughs> old guy <laughs> for the win. <laughs> no, it's, it, it was, uh, um, you know, I, I get up on Sunday mornings and not lap traffic fantasy, but I play in another fantasy league where there's three, get, three groups of drivers and I only get so many points to spend and I have to have four drivers. So I sit down Sunday morning and I always put my lineup together to send through email. And uh, the 1986 Richmond Spring Race is on. Dale Earnhardt, I watched the whole thing. Dale Earnhardt led pretty much the entire race. Uh, Daryl Waltrip was a lap down, came back to get up on his bumper. Uh, they get, <laughs> Waltrip bumps him, passes him on the last lap. They get to the three, and Earnhardt wrecked the whole field. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, knew that's, I knew that was the race. I actually watched that as like a sort of fan prep work uh, for racing season this year. I watched that race uh, because I was curious because I've watched all of those documentaries slash biopics, whatever you can get your hands on related to Dale Earnhardt. I pretty much have watched it. And I was curious of what it looked like, you know, in real sort of more real timey, you know, not, not gotten the Hollywood cinematography yeah, it was it, it was exactly as bad as anybody could have described it. Like that is <laughs> yes. like the worst b- behavior that a race car driver can exhibit right there. Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> and uh, and it was Kyle Kyle Petty's first win. Oh wow, I forgot about that. That's yeah. an interesting little piece of trivia to couple with it. You know, they, they, they're interviewing everybody after the race and the interview, uh, Dale, and he's still sitting in the car and he goes, it's just one of them racing deals. And he just, he's laughing as he's saying it because he hooked Walter up bigger than hell going into that. I mean, there was, that wasn't a racing deal. He hooked him pretty much as a, a middle throwing the bird up to him. <laughs> he's passing him. Well, you know, uh, it was Jeff Bodine that was just on a junior show a couple of weeks ago and he was talking about how Dale would get a B up his ass so far that he would rather wreck you than win the race. <laughs> like if that yeah. was what his prerogative was that day, he would run 499 miles to wreck you on the 500th. Yeah. I, I heard that too. He, and then, then I think NASCAR and everybody kind of got fed up with the deal. It sounded like, Oh, well, they got, they were the ones that were introduced to the, uh, in, inspection scene, uh, from days of thunder. Yeah. That was Dale Earnhardt and Jeff Bodine. Y'all two monkeys <laughs> so much as touch. I'm going to take your race bar apart for 300 laps. <laughs> then if you pass inspection and you put your car back together, I might let you get back on my racetrack. 
That's awesome. I've heard that story before too. Um, another thing from, from Richmond, uh, Kyle Bush gets a penalty for tape on the grill. You're not allowed to put tape on the grill this year, but they gave it to him 200 laps after the tape was put on his car. Thoughts on that? Um, there is actually one plausible deniability clause in this whole thing is that crewmen, uh, not having developed muscle memory well enough to place that piece of tape over the oil cooler and stuck it over the air intake instead, which is illegal now, but not illegal to do it on the oil cooler. So that, that seems to be one avenue they could use as a scapegoat. Uh, and NASCAR pretty much said we were making sure we got it right. We just we went over all the footage, and of course Brad Griffin chimes in. It, uh, the tape was neon green. What did you <laughs> have to analyze? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. They uh, they seem to be uh, very vocal on the on the subject this week. I listened to that show as well. Yeah, how can you not? I mean, if you're listening to this, you have to listen to those. I mean, I mean, and not to to downgrade anybody or anybody's show in the NASCAR community, but I feel like that's probably the best NASCAR podcast uh, for a weekly show, anyways. Well, and and to sort of hijack this really quick as I blow some more smoke up Dale Junior's skirt, um, <laughs> that whole dirty mo media thing like i mean junior's been at that for like 20 years some in some shape way form and now it's found a like a digital video home uh and television home on depending on what season it is and the dude just knows what he's doing whether he says it i mean he he can act just as dumb as the guy out chopping logs but he's not you don't amass this media empire Forget about all the money, just the media empire itself. I mean, Dale Jr. is a thing way outside of NASCAR. You know, and and they're they're selling these uh, Dale Jr. or Dirty Mo Media experiences at racetracks now. Uh, they did one in Vegas, and now they're going to do one at the Coke 600, I believe. And I was curious, so I, I looked up tickets and. Them things that thirteen hundred bucks. Yeah, thirteen hundred bucks. Yes. Yeah, I. I mean, I'd like to do it, but I think the days of me actualizing that full thirteen hundred dollars are are fresh and gone. Yeah, right. But it would still be fun. I mean, oh, I. You know, really I get cool. it. If, if you're already looking to spend that much or more, or staying in an RV, or whatever you're doing, I mean, why not? I mean. It's pr- I sounded like it was a cool experience. How about that? I've met Brett in person. I've met Freddie Kraft in person. Pretty cool dudes. Yeah. And then they said that, you know, they're they're getting door prizes out and Jordan Taylor's going to be in there hanging out with them. And you get George. to kind of do a question, uh, a Q&A with the, the spotters from Door Mumper Clear. I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, Jordan Taylor the is George. a riot. <laughs> that dude... And for every ounce of funny there is in him, there's two ounces of race car driver. He's a really, really good race car driver. Yeah, he just won Sebring. Yeah, I mean, like, he's like no slouch at all, but it's 
he's got an oh. awesome uh awesome personality to go along with it he kind of started like that whole funny kind of get up at the track you know with the with the mullet and the the gordon jacket and the walmart velcro shoes and <laughs> everything he, you know doing va- videos he invented tiktok basically yeah if you i I'm, i agree with you i mean he created the platform that became tiktok but it was that like the overdub of a clipped video that's what tiktok is yeah I agree with you. That that's I didn't never really thought about it like that, but uh, that's spot on. Um, JGR's new uh, pit choreography. What do you think about that? I think you got to admire their willingness to innovate. Um, I I hope it doesn't pose the risks that Dale Jarrett is concerned with um, about safety and the car coming into pit hitting the guy that's going around the front that used to go around the back. Uh, I don't know. And I'm curious to see, are these, uh, I mean, I know these, these pit guys are, are superstar athletes. A lot of them played some form of college athletics, whether on scholarship or not, but so they're good athletes, but I wonder if you had play calls for the pit crew, like it sounds like kind of what JGR had in place was like, we were going to try it with this team and under these conditions. Well, that means you have to call an audible to the pit crew and it has to register just like, you know, <laughs> X out Z Y banana or whatever. <laughs> hot route. Hot Bruden, route. <laughs> yeah. Hot route. You know, it, it's got to go like that. It's got to be, you know, check with me or whatever. And boom, off you go. Omaha. Yeah. You know, play change. Well, depending on who started and stopped, the pit stop apparently uh we have a new record a new four tire pit stop record uh like record, eight or something something like that i don't know the exact time but uh, apparently they're on to something and i'm with you i just don't want any see anybody get hurt um actually i've actually witnessed that in real life my first ever indianapolis 500 uh we sat behind the pit pit boxes there on the front stretch and i watched a tire changer get completely wiped out. It was literally 20 rows in front of me. Guy flipped over. I'm not even sure what happened. I was younger. I was probably nine or 10 years old, but uh, scary, scary moments when something like that happens. It wasn't a, a fun thing to encounter. I bet not. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I have any stories like that for sure, but I don't want <laughs> any. I damn no, sure I don't want, want any. any. No, I didn't want any either. It was definitely wild. I mean, as you can uh, probably imagine, there was tons of bodily fluids on the track. Uh, I wasn't sure if the guy was dead or alive. He just got hit by an Indy car on pit road, uh, ambulance and everything. And they didn't even, they, they, they yellow flagged the race. But, you know, after that, they got to keep going on. You know, it's a, one of the biggest races in the world, and they're still trying to win it. Right. I, I honestly don't even remember what year that was. I'd love to go back and figure that out. Um. Seven races, seven different winners. Did you think when we started this season it was going to be like this? Uh, no, but didn't we just do this about three years ago where we had seven different or six different winners or something? So it's not completely out of the realm, at least in recent memory. Right. 
Wasn't it last year we were we were pretty close to that that sixteen mark, or was it the year before? I I honestly they start to run together, and I that's know. one of the good and bad things maybe about doing a, a weekly show and talking about it for an hour is what year was that again? Was that last year or the year before? <laughs> right. You know, I, I can't remember to be honest with you, which I mean, it was probably wasn't probably wasn't last year. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Right. Um, we, we end up though, seemingly with this new system talking about the 16 teams and will this be the year that, there's 17 and then, then what, you know, uh, does that, you know, what's that going to change? Will it change anything? Did it, did it work? You know, all that, that chatter's happening. So it must be happening pretty regular that we get deep enough into the numbers still makes sense for it to talk about, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, I was going to save this, this question for later, a little later on in the season, but what's your, what's your thoughts of the NASCAR season as a whole so far? Well, we are, uh, what, 20% of the way through the schedule. So we give a 20% grade. Uh, I'm going to give a B-plus for this 20%. I'm probably in the same ballpark. I'm probably a B or – I'll say a B. I'll go B, B as well. Um, I think with the new car and everything they got going on that and – you know, you're seeing seven races, seven different winners. It's all kind of been, you've had the the super speedways, you've had the road courses, you've had the short tracks. Um, you know, you've kind of seen it all so far. You're really going to get to see it uh, after the next two weeks. Um, but as a as a as a whole, I think we've had some very good racing. We've had a couple races that were, you know, um, kind of snoozers a little bit. But you're going to have that. You know, every race can't be down to the wire exciting racing is just not something that you're gonna get at some of these racetracks that we visit yeah i mean yeah you don't have to reach any farther than the the most storied golf tournament in the world that's going on right now in augusta georgia uh you know what what was the biggest news story on the globe was tiger winning the masters by 12 strokes (laughs) that's a I mean that he won it by like an entire whole, like a whole day's worth of playing golf. <laughs> All right. Like, <laughs> and nobody cared because it was so historic. I mean, not every race is not going to be that thing, but I mean, we only have one event per week, uh, at the cup level. And they there sometimes your team gets blown out and sometimes you blow out the other team and only one time is that fun right so imagine if it's one out of 36 and so then your little sliver of that pie just gets whittled down to you better just be happy you got a race to watch because it's still real damn cool yeah that and it's spring you know you get plenty of plenty of rain in the spring um, <laughs> yeah speaking of rain it's uh I don't think it's currently raining in Martinsville, but I, it was earlier in the day, and looks like truck truck practice and qualifying is canceled, and they're going to be uh, working on the track. There's a truck race tonight. I'm pretty excited to watch that. Uh, 400 laps under the lights at Martinsville this weekend, Saturday night. I'm I'm pumped up. Yeah, well, you have every reason in the world to be pumped up. <laughs> yeah, I got two in tickets, and I'm to, In addition to it just being – a night race at Martinsville. 
I mean, you want to talk about like Friday night lights, bringing back the, like the good old days. That's what Martinsville is. That's what Darlington is. Why well, run those races at night? Because nighttime is the right time, baby. Yeah. I'm ready to see some sparks flying. I'm ready to see some tempers flare and I'm ready to see, I'm ready to see it all. I'm ready to experience Martinsville. You know, you always, you know, going to the tracks, you're obviously always excited to go to the track, but when you get that experience to try to go to a, a racetrack for the first time, there's always that more excitement. And, and, and imagine being in my shoes. My first, my first uh, experience at Martinsville is going to be under the lights. Uh, I am so, I can't even sleep. That's all I've been talking about for three days. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I didn't, I was still in the digital camera world. I think when I went to Martinsville, uh, no smartphone, um, so I have just a couple of pictures and I found one of them and I couldn't believe, you know, Facebook does that whole, Oh, it's been 10 years since this happened. Yeah. You and I are going to Martinsville for the first time, 10 years apart. That's wild. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Um, oh, as crazy as it sounds and you know me, I've done it. I've done this a million times. I will go to a racetrack by myself. I've done it a million times. I do it three or four times a year. Usually. And, uh, <laughs> telling the wife, uh, that I was going to, I was wanting to go to Martinsville and I was bugging her as I was talking about last week. I kept bugging her and bugging her, and bugging her. Finally, she says, find somebody, go, I don't care. Just go. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you know? So I can't really find any friend. I don't have a ton of, uh, racing friends. I mean, I have some, but not, a, not a lot. And, uh, <laughs> it turns out her, um, my wife's best friends, Kenzie, who cuts my hair and, we're having a conversation about it because uh, her dad's a big NASCAR fan and I've picked out his tickets for Talladega this year and for the Bristol dirt race this year. So I've helped her out and she's sitting there cutting my hair and it just dawned on me. I'm like, would your dad want to go to Martinsville this weekend? She's like, I don't know. Here's this number calling. So I give him a <laughs> shout and I'm like, Hey John, you want this Brett? You want to go to Martinsville this weekend? He goes, Oh my gosh, that sounds awesome. Let's go. I'm like, I'll buy tickets tonight, buddy. Meet at my house at 5 a.m. We're out of here. <laughs> so I'm going to Martinsville. That is see, And I love it when a plan comes together or lack thereof. Just because I was about to tell you, dude, if you'd have given me like maybe two more days notice, I could have flown to Greensboro and just had you get me. It's less than an hour from Martinsville. Damn, or why I didn't just, I think of that? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, why didn't I? I mean, I, you know, right. I mean, I'm still you know, getting settled here, but you know, that's, that's easy. <laughs> that's something we'll have to work out, uh, sometime in the, in, in the summer months. Sometimes we'll have to figure out a track that, uh, we can meet up at it and for sure. Yeah. Uh, and we're, for anybody that's going, I'm, I'm sitting in section LL, uh, row 43, I believe. So I'm high up and I finally found some tickets. I wanted to be high up in turn two, like you had, had showed me and, uh, I finally found seats on the end of the aisle. I like end of the aisle seats because I like to drink some alcoholic beverages. And when I got to pee, I don't want to go in front of 15 people. I hear you. I want to say Rusty and I were in MM row 44. Not too far off, just a section over, I think. Yeah, but I, I'm based on the contraction that that track has gone through over the last, when everybody's been pulling seats out. I don't. I'm not, I'm not too sure you can find a bad spot to watch a race at that place. Just the way the bleachers are set up now. 
I mean, any place that would offer you a bad angle, you can get way up high. Right. But you're not going to be that high because it's only half mile. Right. Which means at most it's a quarter mile to the other side, which means nothing. It's a football field. Basically. Yeah, I'm pumped up about it. I can't wait. Uh, We're getting up early Saturday morning, driving to the track, obviously going to the race, and then – I thought about maybe finding a campground or whatever where I could just throw a tent up for the night or whatever. Well, it turns out all the camping at Martinsville Speedway sold out this weekend. So looks like they're going to have a good turnout. Um, we're just planning on going to the race, and then we're going to drive a couple hours from the track and find a place to ra- lay our heads for the night. Wow, that's that's neat because where we where we camped was just pay to get in. Whatever you brought with you, that's what you camp with. Dang. no hookups or nothing and that place was wide open wide really? open. was it like a sanction by the track camping or was it just a campground near there it was the only one where you could see the track from where we were camping you could yeah, actually see part of the racetrack so it's on the other side uh it's on the back stretch side where the tracks are up the hill yep. you'll see it you'll you'll see it when you get there yeah, I, I've seen the the layout of it, and from the what the camping that I maybe not like whatever camping when you click on camping on their website and it pulls up like general admission camping, some other lots for like RVs and campers and stuff. It literally all of them were sold out. Wow, that's great. I mean that that that's that's fantastic. And, and when I was looking at tickets, uh, you know, when I was pulling up those turn two grandstands, the higher up grandstands. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of seating left. So this uh, this race is going to have good numbers from what I saw on the seating map. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it holds, uh, what, 57,000, I think, now, or something like that. Something like Maybe that. a little less. Um, I, and there's no infield camping because it's Martinsville. Right. So that means everybody that's camping uh, has a ticket, more than likely, unless they're locals and they're street vending. Um, but most of those, that's not, that's not the majority of the people. <laughs> right. Uh, one bone that I would like to pick, uh, and air my dirty laundry on the NASCAR community, I guess on this, but I wanted to rent scanners and I know that they have a thing now you have to rent them before you go to the racetrack. Uh, I don't know if that's a COVID thing or what, but I seen the date was yesterday, Wednesday, the sixth was the last day that I could do it. So at uh, when I got home from work yesterday, I pulled it up to go do it. There was a cutoff of 5 p.m. and it was 5:50. So I don't get scanners this weekend, which I kind of pissed about. I love having my scanners. I have the headsets with the the push button to talk, but I don't have the actual. That's the only part I need. I don't even when I go up and do it. I don't even need headphones. I just say I want just a scanner. But I guess I can't get a scanner this weekend. <laughs> which I would sucks. say. I would say. I mean, you're obviously connected to the internet i I would say dive into um and try to sniff around and see if there are any third-party vendors at all i don't think there are i think racing radios bought everybody and they brought bought track scan they bought everybody yeah Uh, and i think nascar bought them too or something i don't know what the deal is with that but i think that's part of it is nascar streamlining their business profile online etc I'm gonna um, I'm gonna I'm gonna play dummy and go to the racing electronic 
trailer and say, hey, can I rent a scanner? And I'm going to see what they say. I don't know if maybe somebody backed out. I don't know. I'm just going to try it. Even though I know the answer that's going to come out of their mouth, I'm going to play dummy to try to get a scanner. Dude, if you knew how many times I played dummy uh, because mine was going haywire and I didn't know what the deal was, I just hand it to them and go, I don't know. Right. And they either replace it because it's a lifetime warranty and or they would fix it and give it back to me yeah i i don't i don't like i said it's you don't have to hook anything up to me just hand me the scanner and and um i've messed around with the the ones that you can buy and then you go up there and say hey i need the chart of the all the the frequencies or whatever i've done that before but I don't know. I just like paying the 50 bucks or whatever it is and just renting it and plugging my headset into it. And it's already set up and I don't have to fuck with it. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, I had my own for years, years and years and years. And the microphone finally went out on the push to talk and I started renting them. And I was like, I don't see me investing again in this stuff, especially as you just know that the older you get either a, you're going to have more access to stuff. I you get glad handed things like scanners or whatever, or you just, you fizzle out of that part of the, you know, enjoying the sport. Yeah. And I was like, I, you know, cause you're looking at like entry level to get what Rusty and I had 10, 11, 12 years ago, you're five, $600 in before you even walk out the door. Yeah. That's what I got for Christmas a few years ago was the, the push to talk with the splitter, two headsets, the whole setup but i don't have the actual scanner so i don't know i'm gonna play dummy and see what plays out and i thought about even bringing like my my bluetooth uh earbuds and maybe just putting on the mrn on the but i don't know how my cell phone reception is gonna be so i don't know if i can even pull that off or or what the deal is because i like listening to the to a scanner or the tv broadcast or the radio broadcast while i'm at the track because there's maybe some stuff that's happening that you don't even know that's happening you you may be looking elsewhere on the track or following your favorite driver around or whatever and you don't even know that something's going on yeah well that's one of the reasons why i like short track racing so much is you don't even really have to watch your the car that you pull for uh and if you lose it you can find it in 20 seconds <laughs> right. um what oh what does Josh fuck with that Facebook Marketplace stuff at all? Yeah, I think so. Get, get have her get on there and see if somebody local to you's got a scanner and see if you can go just get one from somebody for twenty bucks. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do that. M- might be uh, something I try to figure out since I got a about a day to figure it out. I mean, we used to have. I'm gonna say I fa- if I check mine, like when are you leaving? Uh, Saturday morning at five a.m. It's a seven. Seven hours and 20 minutes from my house. Okay, I could probably not make that work. I was going to say, if my scanner is here, and, I, and only, there's only one place it would be, I would overnight it to you, but it won't be there. No, it wouldn't that, be there. I, I would need one more day. Yeah, well, if anybody's listening to this that's going to Martinsville and you got an extra scanner, I will hook you up with uh, whatever it needs you need to be hooked up with. I'll buy you some beers <laughs> or some hot dogs or something. Uh, I'll figure something out. <laughs> something. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about these uh, Martinsville races. Um, does JGR keep momentum rolling into Martinsville? I think JGR has proven in the past that they're not flash in the pan organizations. 
uh, or they are not a flash in the pan organization when they find something, it's got sticking power. Does that mean it translates from Richmond to Martinsville? I don't know. Uh, I think the barometer at Martinsville, obviously, for the Toyota camp is Denny and then Truex. Mm-hmm. Um, even Kyle's pretty good there. Um, yeah. But you'll know, right? I mean, if they're, they don't qualify well and they don't race the first set of tires very well, Toyota's not back. <laughs> yeah. You know, they we got work that to question do. about every week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm expecting, I'm expecting this to be a Hendrick playground. I could see that. I could see that, and, you know, with you saying that, you know, think about uh, the drivers and what they've accomplished this year for, for Hendrick. And you almost look at it and say, Kyle Larson's like the worst driver out of that group to run at Martinsville. <laughs> The rest of them all run pretty well there. Yeah, they do. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, uh, some of that's the car, uh, because Hendrick cars have always performed well at Martinsville, but how many clocks uh, does Jimmy got like eight? All of them. He's got all the clocks that, (laughs) that Richard Petty doesn't have. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, uh, well, was there an end to this topic? I don't know. No, there isn't. We can roll the next one, which I believe you'll like it. Uh, Dale Jr. to run his one-off race a year, Friday night, Xfinity race in Martinsville. I think that's badass. I think it, it – to me, it is more of just Dale knowing how to stay in touch. It's It's his homework while he's not covering races it's his homework for his podcast it's it's homework and making sure he's on top of the cars knows what they're doing because i mean he fields for those cars he'd like to know you know where he where does where does his skill skill level stack up can he help the team get faster and he's a marketing machine. Like who? Absolutely. I mean, the, they're gonna. There's gonna be a measurable boost in the people who watch the race tomorrow night because Dale Jr. is in it. Definitely, uh, and I, I would have to say that his team for Friday night they have to be the favorites. I mean, Josh Berry, um, Sam Mayer. I mean, Dale Jr. is no scruff himself, but he hasn't exactly been in a car a bunch. Uh, Justin Allgaier, I feel like they're they're made for Martinsville as a team. Yeah, they really are. I mean, I, this is where a, a four car team can really shine in this, in this level of racing. Definitely. Um, so speaking of favorites, when we were talking, who do you think the favorite is for the cup race Saturday night? The favorite, like Vegas betting on, I'm, I'm going off of Vegas to give you your answer, but who do you think is the favorite? Uh, well, it's either Hamlin or Chase. Well, Vegas is, uh, Martin Truex is the favorite going into Saturday night. Okay. Well, I thought it I would already be mentioned, Chase too. I already mentioned him, so. Yeah, I, I covered, I covered all the bases. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, you wanted to talk about this. Uh, who do you think the next first time cup winner is going to be? And does it happen this weekend? So I brought this up and then I 
completed the thought in my head after I sent it to you because I really I'm not as um, focused per se on who is the next winner. I'm curious, is there a third player? Because right now, the obvious players are uh, Redick and Suarez. Mm-hmm. Is there a third player that I'm not thinking of? Not sure. Uh, nobody comes to the top of my top of my head, anyways. Because oh, Cendric's already won, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I I guess it comes down to Redick or Suarez. Who do you think is going to be the first one? Uh, I, think I don't know. I think we need to go back to the your, fast. Your, your race pick for the weekend. Oh yeah, well I about I about <laughs> countered my own point there. So I, I I'm, I'm picking Suarez, but I'm I'm trying to tell everybody else why they should pick Reddick. <laughs> <laughs> so you're covering all no the reason that I picked him, but or I picked Suarez. But I mean that obviously that that's my pick for Martinsville. But in terms of next first time winner, I think we're looking at Reddick and we're looking at Suarez and. I don't. It's kind of just going to be a flip of a coin to be which track we're at because they're both good at road courses. Toyota clearly has something going on on high speed tracks. Um, so yeah, yeah, and they're both good at short tracks. So you know, you think about it. Last year when we ran the the Bristol Dirt, Suarez was up front or close to up front there for a little bit. Uh, I think he might even finish like second, maybe in that race. Yep. And then obviously Reddick is a, a a big. I think you're right. Dirt tracker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, I mean, now's as good a time as any, or Bristol. Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. Um, does the outside groove remain viable through a tire run with the new car at Martinsville? So this is piggybacking something I heard this week. So I didn't steal this. This is not insider information. It's available to everybody. Um, They were talking about um, how the outside groove stayed in for longer at Richmond than it has in a while, or at least that they could remember. And they thought that based on what they'd seen at road courses and at Richmond, that that might mean that, the second groove at Martinsville, which is, you know, generally speaking, not the fastest groove. It's not the shortest way around, but that it might, it might be a viable lane for racing for longer periods of time with this new car. I can't wait. I can't wait to see, see the turnout of this. Especially uh, and what that person. really means is more, more cars under a blanket. Yeah. Just be- di- doing it a different way than they do it at Talladega. Definitely, they're 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 going to be beating and banging for sure, and definitely going to be, uh, like you said, under a blanket. Uh, you don't normally think of Martinsville as uh, Ford's playground. Was their success early uh, just a function of high speed? So kind of kind of already uh, buried the lead on that, but um, it, it I guess. Do we judge after this race in Bristol? Then we really got our short track section of the early part of the schedule and a road course in there super speedway race two of them really if you thought you know atlanta yeah and then um, Talladega's right after bristol so so i yeah i'm i'm hesitant 
I, I think their speed early was something relative to high velocity airflow. Yeah, I can see that. Um, let's let's have a little bit of a technical discussion. You're uh, definitely more in the technical side of things than, than I am, but what is wheel hopping and where did it go? What is wheel Okay, so wheel hopping, if you've watched at least five NASCAR races in the last five years, you've probably had to have heard this term. And they talk about it under braking in the corners. And for those of you who drive stick shifts, have you ever downshifted and missed the gear that you wanted to go in and it felt like it was going to drag the rear end around on you? <laughs> it's called reverse horsepower is what that is. It's called when your RPMs don't match the gear that you're in. Well, what it does is it binds the rear end. So how that translates from power to wheel hopping, that's the noise kind of. And and it's also a description of what's happening. When you if they do a slow-mo, you can see Martinsville is like one of the best used to be one of the best places to see this. That's why I brought it up now. Right. Is they'd come off the corner and if they got if they bound up the rear end with gas and brake, some combination of that, I don't know. I really don't actually know all the exact science. I just know that it's about binding up the rear end compared to the motor and that drags the rear end with it. And so that causes you to lose grip. Well, you're already going 70 miles an hour in the corner in Martinsville. So you're losing grip pretty rapidly and they show it how it bounces. That's the wheel hop. That yeah. really is a function of RPM and a solid rear axle. So where this gets to us now is what happened to wheel hopping? Well, you used to have to run some crazy stagger with the axles because it was a solid rear and you heard a tire stagger and all that. So that the left sides, they don't travel as far as the right side. So the right sides have a little bit more rubber stagger, yada, yada. You get it. The wheel hopping is going to be very much alleviated by the independent rear suspension because instead of pivoting on one flex point, the tire, the left side tire, you know, they start them with like seven pounds of air in them now or whatever. Yeah. It, it's going to flex the power down on the right, on both sides. So you'll, get, you'll be able to get the power down. So it shouldn't, in theory, shouldn't wheel hop anymore. That's we'll see if that's what happens. We'll see. We'll see how that how that plays out. Um, definitely excited to to check out Martinsville, and that's always been a a topic at Martinsville. You always see somebody doing it, and they say the the, the phrase wheel hopping about fifty thousand times in a broadcast. So uh, obviously, you've already kind of talked about your pick, but let's make some picks. Uh, you're up four picks to two picks on the year. Uh, I won last week with uh, Larson over Logano. Uh, you pick Daniel Suarez for the week, and I'm going to go with YRB, young Ryan Blaney. I almost picked him, and I almost I felt bad because I think I'd already picked him this year. I knew you you don't care if we double up, but I was just like, kind of want to spread the love around a little bit. But Blaney quietly has, what, like four top five finishes at Martinsville? Yeah. He's – he doesn't suck there at all. No, and he's having a great year. I believe he's our points leader, if I'm not mistaken. Could be wrong. Yeah, I think that. he and Chase are tied now, and he's got the tiebreaker by virtue of laps led or something. Something like that. Yeah. I would love to see him uh, 
pulled in victory lane and uh, my wife would be really pissed off if I went to a race without her and her favorite driver won. <laughs> well, inevitably that's how it goes, right? right. I mean, you know, they, they got to pick somebody. You've dragged them into this mud. Like, so, uh, you know, I dragged uh, Kristen into this NASCAR mud and I was like, well, you kind of, you know, you kind of got to pick a driver. And she's like, well, you know, you know which one I like. And uh, I was like, well, which one? You know, and she started describing. Them. I was like, oh, you like Blaney. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's dating a Hooters centerfold. <laughs> she goes, yeah, well, he's good for cute. Him. <laughs> I was like, okay. So I gave her my Blaney hat. That's and awesome. uh, I was like, okay, you, this is you now. You got to, you got to understand that this is you now. Yeah. You, you were a Ryan Blaney fan. <laughs> yeah kind of the same situation with uh with jocelyn she's like well, i like him he's the, he's the cutest i'm like well he's about five foot tall but that's cool <laughs> and then we, we when we went to the michigan that one uh one time with you guys uh she got to meet him and get his autograph and stuff i thought that was pretty cool for her to, to meet her favorite driver in person is always a pretty cool experience yeah i can't say that i've done that I mean, uh, favorite, like, head over heels favorite driver, like your favorite sports team, right. like meeting the quarterback of your favorite sports team, like, you know, uh, no, I've never, I've never had that. No, I mean, I've I, never had I shook Bubba Wallace's hand. I like Bubba Wallace a lot, but he's not like my ride or die. Right. Yeah, I've uh, I've never really got to experience that sort of thing either, and I think NASCAR definitely brings that uniqueness to the track. Uh, each and every week with people having pit passes and hot passes and all that kind of stuff. It's definitely pretty unique for, for our sport. Um, this week in Redneckin, you got anything? Uh, not really. No, we started spring cleaning, uh, mowing the yard and getting, uh, I got some grapes. I got some (laughs) some purple muscadines and what we call scuppernongs down here. That's the golden muscadine. Mm-hmm. Got some bushes. We've already kind of mapped out where we're going to plant them. Uh, but other than that, no, no, uh, no mysterious 2 a.m. shootings. Uh, <laughs> the chicken population is stable for now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure that'll, whenever, uh, whenever that thing decides to come back, I'm sure that's going to change. Well, or whenever the next time Kristen's at a store that's selling chicks, no, that's true. it's just a matter of how many of them is she going to come home with? <laughs> I would say, I already, uh, I already promised her I'd drive an hour down the road and get her a new Guinea. Uh Oh, Cause I actually like that damn Guinea. I got a story <laughs> I'll, I'll share at a later date about the Guinea, but, um, that he was like a dog, man is like, you know, like a healer will get the cows and the horses situated. That was what this Guinea does with the chickens. Like he would like make them go to bed and stuff. And that was awesome. And My he's way louder to... than the dogs. Oh yeah. My grandpa used to have some guineas. Those things are some wild looking things. <laughs> it looked like something from another planet. It looked like a dinosaur or something. <laughs> um, I'd say this week um, for Redneckin is a pretty obvious choice for, for myself. It's going to going to the racetrack, and I'm going to eat about uh, 50 Martinsville hot dogs and um, 
have a good time you know it's always cool to check out a new place and definitely check it out with a new with a new racing friend so it's going to be an adventure for sure yeah uh well when you get there it'll be different <laughs> rusty and i pulled up in there at like 11 o'clock a.m on a friday morning it was kind of raining ish we pulled all the way down uh to where we was not supposed to be <laughs> this is the story of our lives as race fans but we pulled down and like where we could see the track through the windshield of the truck like we see trucks practicing through like from the cab of russie's truck and i and i was like i don't i'm don't think we're supposed to be here right now and he's like well nobody said we couldn't and i'm like yeah i got it but we're real close now and so the escalation <laughs> quotient is is higher we don't have as much wiggle room <laughs> as maybe atlanta motor speedway <laughs> yeah um what about like they had a, a a ticket thing on there it was like a pre-race kind of thing where i don't know if you're like i guess you get to go out on the track and like sign the start finish line and that sort of thing is that something that i should buy and check out uh we did that they were letting us do that before was it before or after the trucks race so everything was in the afternoon then uh so i think it was after the truck race they let us walk out there but we did it i mean it's cool because you everybody thinks of martinsville as a flat track um but it is not flat at all uh, and that's kind of cool to see right up close. So I don't know how much they're charging for it, but I think it was like twenty five bucks or something. I yeah, you might get twenty five bucks worth of experience out of that just to see it from the inside, right? Or just kind of give me something to to do prior to race time. Uh, it actually came with the uh, the Q and A's. There's three Q and A's, I believe. Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, and Kyle Busch, or and that you get into that. So I don't know if that's something I should go ahead and just go ahead and grab and maybe surprise the guy that decided to go on this wild goose chase with me. <laughs> I, I, it's not a bad idea. And, and him being, I guess, relatively sort of new in the, this idea of racing and whatnot. Well, he's, he's been to a bunch of, di- a bunch of, tr- uh, of tracks and races. He used to have season tickets for Daytona, Talladega and Bristol. So he's not, oh. he's not new to NASCAR. He's just a new, new race fan for as far as me and him being buddies. I got you. I got you. Not new to NASCAR at all. Well, you know, he may not have done that before. And I'll be honest with you. I don't know where my threshold for cost versus experience is, but I certainly glad that I can say that I walked on the surface of Martinsville. Yeah. I'm gonna have to check it out for sure. Well, uh, that about does it for, uh, episode 10. Uh, tell everybody where they can find us on the old social media. Yeah, on Twitter, you can find us at BTDO Podcast, Blowing the Doors Off Podcast. Uh, on Instagram, you can find us at Blowing the Doors Off. And you can find me at Pregame Engineer on Twitter and Andrew L. Sherwin on Instagram. And you can find me on Twitter at BWayne8589. If any of you guys are at the racetrack this weekend, hit me with a message. Maybe we can all meet up. I'm going to try to figure out where the, the tweet up and all that kind of stuff is. So uh get at me if that's your thing uh everybody you guys have a good race weekend and enjoy yourselves party at the moon tower (laughs) wild action